In the last few years, we've had a number of different ventures by different people to focus on either particular composers or groups of composers and to write about them in a relatively academic but also quite accessible way in order to bring more people to this music uh, in a different way. So this project is focusing on four publications which have come out in the last year and again the fact that we've had four in a year is a wonderful change in terms of writing about music in Ireland. The four books also give us two different approaches to the music. On the one hand, you have what composers themselves say about their own music and their own development. And in that category, there have been two publications. Uh, One, a memoir by Raymond Dean, which gives you an overview of his life uh, from birth up to... the late 1980s. And the other one is uh, Different Voices by Ben Dwyer, which has as its first half a sort of introductory essay outlining the background to the development of music in Ireland, but then a whole series of interviews with different Irish composers in which the composers themselves get to talk about their own development, how they found their own compositional voice, and something about the style of their music as well. On the other hand, you've got publications which are by third-party authors who are that bit more distanced from the music and perhaps uh, have a more detached, critical view of it. And in this category, uh, there's two volumes, both of which I happen to be involved in. Um, One of them was a uh, book about the composer James Wilson, who was originally born in London but lived in Ireland from the late 1940s until his death. And that's where he found his voice as a composer. And the other one is a series of essays which I co-edited with John O'Flynn called Music and Identity in Ireland and Beyond. And these essays actually cover a whole range of things from sort of 18th century music up to present day contemporary classical to use the sort of general term and also popular and traditional and so again they focus on a number in the contemporary classical section a number of different composers from specific viewpoints giving us a bit more information about where they come from stylistically or where they stand in terms of their own development. Devising the programme was a really interesting process. Um, There were a few sort of things which uh, one had to take into account and work around. So there had to be some piece of music which related to each of the volumes in question. Then secondly, obviously, you had to think about the resources in terms of the amount of musicians that we were going to be using pieces which would be fairly small scale, using two or three musicians max, probably. I also was hoping to get quite a range of different styles to try and give as sort of wide an overview, if you like, of what was available. With these kind of criteria in mind, I then began to go through each of the volumes, first of all, to see what sort of composers might fit. Then going through work lists, looking through scores, listening to archive recordings, um, and then picking out pieces which I thought were, A, strong pieces, 
and then B gave us some sort of range and contrast. This interest in writing about music has sort of gradually emerged with a, a sort of new generation of people who are interested in trying to find out exactly what our compositional heritage is, if you like. For a long time, there has been a huge problem because on the one hand, lots of pieces, they're played once and they never get a second outing. We haven't got a huge amount of uh, commercially available recordings of music, particularly from earlier decades. There was a bit of a vacuum there. It was difficult for people to find out exactly what happened at each stage. There were a lot of sort of handed down myths about things that, you know, particular pieces might be of particular importance or might be particularly interesting. But it was hard to verify this because just the pieces weren't being played. I think that now with a number of writers looking at both past and present music, we're beginning to build up a more accurate picture of what has actually happened over the last, say, 80 or so years within Ireland. And I think this is going to be very healthy for musicians and composers to have available for them as sort of critical reassessment of our musical heritage. There is a tendency because of this one performance culture to just completely forget about the music of the past. And I think also there's a, a problem in that a lot of, uh, say, funding is driven towards first performances. So, you know, if you're going to host a world premiere, it's easier to get funding for that rather than, say, a retrospective of a composer's work. So because of that, a, a lot of this music hasn't been played. And I think that these publications will highlight just what exactly is available, uh, how much music there is, and how good a lot of the music is, and how worthwhile it would be to look at this music again. James Wilson is a good example of one of these composers who, for the majority of his music, has had perhaps only one performance. Um, and it's only some of the smaller scale chamber music which has been repeated by, say, Concord, or some of the songs which were written for individual singers who kept them in their repertoire and therefore repeated them a few times. But in general, his music has been a sort of typical example of the Irish composer who spends a year or two writing a piece and then gets played once and then goes on the shelf and is never played again. 
So writing the book was interesting from that point of view, but also gave me a stronger perspective on the time in which he lived. We kind of tend to forget just how few resources there were for composers in Ireland in the 50s, 60s and 70s and even into the 80s. And a lot of the things which uh, young composers take for granted today just didn't exist at all. The composers in the 60s, 70s and so on had to really create their own career from absolutely nothing. So it was fascinating to see the sort of struggles a composer had in that time to get anything that they wrote performed. And it really gave me a much clearer view of the sort of vacuum in which a whole two generations of composers evolved in Ireland. (laughs) 